Put a little bit of my toss in. And I know it sounds magic, cause you're dealing with the den. It may be fresh, forget that shit, and we're gonna get wrecked. Don't set, man. Holding out the street, you know we laughing. The shit now when we got the hands clapping. Might slap you with the beat with your reaction. Not like the chain, nah, I don't like that. Whack shit. Yo, 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 welcome back to Golden Craftcast. You're here with Mansky Fresh, and Manny, Sergio. and Serge himself. Yes. The Sergio. We so, really got to make you a nickname. Yeah, it's called Surge Attack. It's the Surge Attack <laughs> with it. So today's episode is continuing Women's Month. Yeah. With. One of our favorite topics we love to talk about on this podcast. Video games. Video games. And we're talking female video game characters our today. Our top favorite female characters. Uh, we're excited for this. And, you know, we're continuing on into this uh, little uh, series that we're going on with women. And we're trying to mix it up between the women that, are, you know, are working in the industry and, you know, fictional female characters. So we're going into, like, video game female characters and... Uh, yeah, I can't wait to like talk about why we like them and appreciate the craft and what how the creators uh <laughs> blessed us with them. So here on Golden Craftcast, not only do we talk entertainment as far as video games, film, TV, music, and much much more technology as well. We had one yeah. uh, a couple weeks back, but we always pair it with a tasty tasty beverage. Today we have El Segundo Brewing Company's radioactive fallout it's a hazy ipa it's a 6.5 and right here it says on the back sure it's a full-on meltdown but there's no need to seek shelter from this hoplosion bask in all the tropical glory of this hazy ipa and let that hop wave radiate to your core um i don't know if this is healthy we're gonna get heartburn <laughs> that's what that is <laughs> um so i'm looking at the can and there's some dope images going on there's a skeleton skateboard dude a uh crazy looking clown dude a lifeguard for some it's reason like a bunch of characters just like um on the road and on the road they're seeing like some kind of like a what is it don't, I don't want to say it's like a water tower, but it's like sort of like a water tower type of... Uh... It's... Oh, no. That's what they brew the beer in. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's one of the big fucking... Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what that is. That's but where they make their... It has like a radioactive symbol on it. Mash and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, it has a little, uh, little explosion, a little... It looks like a hop coming out of it, like of light. Yeah, it's like a halo uh, type. It's of like explosion. a it's like a silo. It's like a for brewing beer and shit. But it's there's a lot of shit to look at. This thing is wild. <laughs> I'm just like noticing it's all the little not, nuances. It, it just doesn't stuff. make sense because it's a lot of bunch of people just like. And then there's dinosaurs there for some reason. And there's eye, cool. and there's like giant eyeballs with like uh, wings on Wing, it. With wings, it, it kind of reminds me of. Um, uh, that one metal movie fuck what was that movie called oh shit I don't know what and they, they love um, the Grateful Dead 
or not the Grateful Dead. It was Fear the Reaper. They're talking about Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. B O C B O C. Ah, oh, my punk friends are gonna fucking kill me. For oh my god. <laughs> but all right, let's give it a fucking whirl, shall we? Yeah. Cheers. To the craft. To the craft. Mm. Okay. This, okay. As far as tropicals go, this packs a little bit more punch right at the end. Yeah. You feel it more towards the end. It's the little aftertaste. It's citrusy. Um, we're getting those. I'm getting freshness. I'm getting citra hops. I'm yeah. getting a lot of floral notes. Um, towards the end, yeah. Off the nose, it's just super, super tropical. Not really, I would say, not really fruity. Not that much it's fruit. Not, more, it's not more really piney. that tropical. The smell is, it does, it is tropical and piney. Yeah, tropical and piney, but at the end, it's just not what you would expect. It's a little more hazy almost. It reminds me a little bit more of like a hazy IPA in a way. Really? I don't know. Uh, it is a hazy IPA. It's a hazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's what we do here. We fucking laugh it off. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, drink ourselves to death. Oh, hopefully not as bad as these guys. They look pretty bad. Um, let's see how this one makes me feel. It's a 6.5, so. Is that that strong? Yeah, it's not as strong as you would think. Yeah, it's not as strong. It's uh, especially for a hazy IPA. Yeah. It's just like a, it's not bad, actually. Not it's bad at good. All. He's good. It's a good. He's good. So let's hop into um, the top twos for our top two favorite video game characters. Yeah. Female video game characters. Go ahead and do the fix. Top two. Interesting. <laughs> I thought that was like coming from. We heard a motorcycle outside, and I thought it was coming from them. Right. So. Timing was all right. right. What's up? How you doing out there to our one viewer? Um, so we're gonna get into our top two right now, where we basically talk about our two top favorite, whatever the subject is. So today is female video game characters. Top two female video game characters. Go. All right, my top. We'll start with my the first, first one. one. Yeah. So my first one uh, is a character that you know. Um, we were gonna do an episode on uh, this franchise. But it got cut out. But we still talked about it, and we looked into like that that game. And one of the strongest things about that game is like you have a fully realized like character, and it's a female character um, that really just like uh, is front and center. And that person is from The Last of Us. The franchise. Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. Main character. That I'm thinking too. Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, Ellie. Ellie, do you, what's her last name? Uh, Williams. Ellie Williams. Yeah, so that actually came out like in between games because it uh-huh. became canon. And honestly, like when I was looking into it, uh, people were wondering what their last name was. And <laughs> for some reason, like if you were to buy this game, like in uh, the Japanese version, in the Japanese like uh, instruction manual, it would actually say like, oh, his name is Joel, whatever his last name was. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's very bizarre. 
and they don't have it here in the United States. I was like, uh. but I mean, when it comes to like characters, especially like in video games, like more and more we're getting more like realized characters, and uh, I think she's one of the first that actually you know they put a lot of thought into. Um, she's basically like a 14 year old kid when she was in the first one and she talks like a 15 year old kid even though it was voiced by like a 20 something year old um, a lady and she's uh, that lady is actually like um, What's she's, her a, name? she's a well known voice actress uh, her name is uh, it's escaping my head but she's done a lot of like um, who does Ellie's voiced on Ashley Johnson Ashley Johnson. Yeah. You got it, buddy. I just, I was like, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Okay, so, uh, in The Last of Us, shortly after her auditions, the development team felt that she fit the role, particularly when acting alongside Troy Baker, who portrayed Joel. Yeah. So, I think the reason they actually chose her was because of the chemistry between the, the I mean, that's that how, did yeah. the motion for Joel. And, and by the way, like, those that's of you that don't works. know, um, they did a lot of fucking mocap on that game. Yeah. And um Especially the first one. Yeah, they you know? they did a lot of mocap on that shit. Like that was I, I think when Last of Us came out, they were really using that technology to to its fucking max, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, this is Naughty Dog. These are the guys that brought us Uncharted. So it's cool to see um, you know The guys that brought you Crash Bandicoot making a game that's like uh wait no is it naughty dog that's not naughty dog yeah that is naughty dog really yeah crash bandicoot last of us because it's uncharted remember in uncharted 4 you could play as uh crash bandicoot because they own it (laughs) okay so the game developer for last of us is naughty dog and it's also cd project i think oh no 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 it's not cd it's not cd project no way so okay so hold up so naughty dog did this and another game that we're gonna talk about but a little hint there a little hint there so uh let's talk about some some personality traits of ellie yeah so right off the top she's very outspoken and very um (laughs) how should we say she uses a lot of naughty words she's a naughty (laughs) dog if you will (laughs) and she, she she doesn't hold back you know um one of the things that she's they really uh, fully realize is just like how the things she's afraid of the most because uh, you know she's left into, into she's born into like the apocalypse and all she knows is just the apocalypse which is like kind of like a weird thing to be born into because then you have like this full knowledge that people talk about like you know it didn't always used to be like this you know and it's kind of weird because we're going through a pandemic and now there's kids being born into like um sometime around this year and they have to explain to them like what's going on and later on they're gonna be like oh yeah i was born into that year or you know around this time like i was a kid during that was born during quarantine you know what quarantine baby yeah you know what they're calling you generation c Corona, <laughs> Generation Coronavirus. Oh, Jesus, people. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hopped on that bag and bandwagon. Fuck it. Oh yeah. I mean, they they put a thought. They put a lot of thought into like 
this type of game. So, you know, so yeah, so she was born into this world that yeah. was already destroyed. So technically, she was born in 2018. Uh, the pandemic in that story happened in 2013, the release of that game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's taking sort of like a alternative reality timeline on that shit. And considering like, oh, she was born in 2018, she must be two years old and well, three. Well, now. it's like, I think the reason Ellie's so important in that game is because, you know, when you first start playing... Um, Last of Us, those of you that played it, you know, like, the very first scene, he loses Spoilers. his daughter. Right. Uh, Joel loses his daughter, so then, like, after that, it's not until all this time that Ellie ends up yeah. almost becoming a daughter figure for him. Right. And so, you kind of see it coming because it's, like, about a man and then, you know, some little kid, and you think, like, oh, that's his daughter. If you never play the game, you see the cover of it, and it's like, oh, they're trying to survive this or whatever. But, you know, you get this whole backstory with Joel. And then Ellie, she just comes into the picture like 20 years later after the uh, pandemic happens. Mm -hmm. You know, so you barely, in the first game, you barely get a hint of like what she's about. And she, there's actually a DLC where um, they take you back like before, like the time when she gets bitten. Because she gets bitten by like... um, one of those things like and she doesn't get infected like it doesn't like the bite is just still there and she doesn't turn into a zombie you find out she's the cure she's immune and she's the cure and it's just like oh fuck so the whole game is now turned into you are now transporting not only just a little girl but probably the the cure for humanity yeah exactly and you know that's the direct storyline that you're going with and um yeah like her uh just going more into her backstory like um if you guys haven't played the dlc uh left behind it really they actually it talks about when she was um the time she got bent and she got bent with her friend that she mentions and she actually mentions her friend at the end of that first game and then they made a whole dlc about that background oh shit yeah you played it I played it like I played it before um, Last of Us 2 was going to come out because okay. I was anticipating for that. So right. I got that and then the DLC. So, I mean, but you play as Ellie in the yeah, DLC? So, yeah, you play as Ellie as, as a DLC and it's actually taking because it's like going like that whole little DLC. It takes place like in two different timelines because there's a um, in between chapters. Um, and the last of us between when Joel actually gets in pill and then you know he had to like heal him back to health uh-huh. it's in between that and um, and when you first see her like during the winter like she's hunting for her own shit mm-hmm. and it's basically her just going around the mall and then as she's going through the mall she goes into flashbacks when she um, goes with her friend when she was like a part of the fireflies or whatnot. And she basically her friend like left her for like two months and she doesn't know like where she's been and she's like mad at her and she's like whatever. So they just like makes it up to her by hanging out in the freaking mall. And then, you know, being in the mall, they get into trouble mm-hmm. and they get hordes of zombies like running towards them. And it turns out like both of them got bitten. And, and she survived. She's the only one that survived. Damn. And it was her best friend. Actually, it was 
she could have been a potential like uh, partner for her because you do find out like Ellie's um, lesbian. So she really loved this the girl. The second one, yeah. Yeah, she really. Well, you kind of get the hint on the DLC that she. Oh is. really? And oh. then the second one is like, oh yeah, well we knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> Those of us that played the DLC, so I was like, okay. And yeah, it's just like, uh, it's an interesting character, and there's actually a comic that's like a prequel to that DLC, so it's a prequel to the prequel. <laughs> And it explains how, like, um, the lady that um, took Ellie in uh, for the fireflies, um, Marley, I I think that's her name. She basically knew her mom, and then her mom died. And then she gives her, like, uh, the little butterfly knife that she always has, the little pocket knife. That actually belongs to her mom. So that's one of her specialty weapons that she has. And, yeah, she took her in, and then she... um, uh, somewhere in the storyline they get into an altercation and then she's like protecting she has like Riley's back that's her friend mm-hmm. and you know it's just going more into like her character and more, a little bit more into her background I mean for me off the bat it was like you could tell from the first game like Ellie could totally take this game over you yeah. know um, I just remember there was there was certain parts in that game where I was just like really like you can't swim over here I have to go and like bring this little pallet so you can yeah. get because she can't swim. She right? can't swim. That's one of the characteristics that so she I'm does. Like, Fuck. So like, I will it tell makes you, this. you do some things yeah. here and there because of that. It's yeah, it is kind of weird because it's just like, um, is that, could that work? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it could, but you know, you have to be fucking light as hell. Which she yeah, well, like she is kind of light. So I mean, <laughs> but I mean, from that, that that was the the part where she ended up shooting one of the zombies or something like that and yeah. that was like the first time she she killed some somebody with the gun right yeah she killed no she killed one of the guys yeah they were saving her and that's how like she's able to gain like um joe's trust yeah because she was gone for like a good portion and she just pulls the fucking gun on him because joel didn't want to take her in the first place yeah he so, didn't want to transport her. yeah so there was a little bit of tension there and then after that i guess they just kind of bonded because right after that happens they go into like a whole like um area where they're on top of like a uh what's it called like uh what's it called where they're develop they're like um building constructions and then they're using um sort of like leverage like foundations like a foundation like no, no 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 it's like a <sighs> like a crane no it's not like a crane but they basically built it around like um uh-huh. if they if you're building like a building that's like more than two stories up and then they're having like they kind of build on themselves so that way they could like uh have leverage and you know finish the work it's uh i know what you're talking about yeah it's like um the scaffolding yeah that's it it is this is a scaffold I don't know why I can't think about it I don't know I barely you know what I thought right now (laughs) is in Call in Call of Duty when it's oh two by the skate they're in the scaffolding you know like that's that's one of the (laughs) spots in uh if you play if you play Call of Duty you know what I'm talking about there's a Cheshire not Cheshire Park is it I don't know. It's fucking one of the one of the roads right there, but there's scaffolding right there. So I yeah. immediately thought back to that, and I was like, "What is it? What do they call that Whoa. scaffolding?" 
Thank you, Call of Duty. Yeah, thank you, Call of Duty. Um, that took a while, but yeah, <laughs> just to get one word. So they're at the scaffolding, and then they're overlooking like uh, all the enemies in the area. And then she basically like um, gives her. Well, she's basically asking for the gun. And he's all like, "You can shoot, right?" And she's like, "I only use um, BBs, and I shot rats." And he's like, "Rats." And I'm like, "All right, same basic concept." <laughs> but this one has a bit of a jolt so you know make every shot count and he's putting his full trust yeah for him to like you know has her um has his back so you move forward and you, you move play forward. as joel and you have to move forward while she's like she has your back yeah shooting the rifle and so if you like get that. discovered like um she's basically shooting like all the people that you can't cover and he's going and honestly, <laughs> that, that AI. Was fa- that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that was game. one of my that favorite. Dope. Yeah, that was my, one of my favorite parts too. Because then uh, it kind of unifies that bond between them at that yeah. point. You know, that was like the that was like the first thing that they bonded on. You know? Yeah, and it's just like okay, so it was sort of like trust. Like you saved me, I saved him. So I mean, but like you really see in in this series her grow up. Like, you see her grow up and become this fucking ultimate badass at the end, which is what you get when you go into part two of The Last of Us. And she seems a lot more violent in in that one. Yeah. I mean, after what happened with, like, Last of Us 2, she had to be on her own. And, you know, she got into um, some traumatic experience and basically chopped some dudes chopped him into pieces <laughs> fuck well you know and that's what, what you have to do. do that's what you have to do when you survive it's either them or you and yeah. that's basically what she said like oh like it was between you or the other guy mm-hmm. you know and I chose to save you so it had to be the other guy I had to kill well fucking chop him up you just chop him up well I'm talking to the first guy that <laughs> talking about the first guy that uh, uh, the guy that almost killed Joel but oh, man, it's. I mean, I freaking like her. Real quick, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting like, a lot of orangey notes on this beer. It's fucking bomb. More smell, not much taste. Yeah. On the nose, it's hot. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's tasteful. Oh, that's good though. Yeah, but I mean. Really props to like Naughty Dog for you know developing a character like this, because you know after doing some research and uh, watching the documentary on the making of Last of Us, they really point out like you know you don't really get that much like realized characters in like video games you know like actual female badasses, mm-hmm. and you know you could have had like a thirty year old like female badass, but they chose to be like a teenager, someone with angst, someone that just. Um, doesn't fully understand how the world works in some sense but she's pretty much like in a city, shitty situation and you know she loses people every time like she doesn't have a mom she lost her best friend and she points that shit out and it's like you know um, there's that one scene where she where she's talking to Joel and he's like saying like you know he's like saying like you don't know what true loss is and then she's all like fuck you man I lost my everything every person that I like cared about um either gets killed or you know leaves me and stuff and that really pushes into like she's basically afraid of being alone and that actually really plays well into like the second game cause they um 
they really get into that, you know. And I'm not gonna spoil anything because this guy hasn't played it. And you know, she goes into like a next level of trauma. And you play as her, and I'm gonna tell you, if you still haven't played this game, I I know you probably heard like it's it's a shitty game and whatnot, but it's it's a difficult game to get through. Not just like the game mechanics and you know the challenges that just the fucking choices they make mm-hmm. and you're the one pressing the button <laughs> and you're gonna hate yourself for it but you know like overall like my th- final thoughts on it um like fucking props to Ashley Johnson and she's actually really like um well known voice actress and you know having her in this it's just like it's pretty cool cause she used like a little high pitcher voice and then on the second one she kind of goes a little deeper like which is like oh yeah you know and you really tell the difference and stuff and that's dope i mean it's crazy because it's just like it's not even her face it's just like another person's face mm-hmm. and she's doing the voice and the you know motion capture of it yeah all. i mean I, I just think motion capture actors are really going I mean they they were the ones that before now now we have metahumans and shit like that so now we don't even need all the tracking equipment mm. that we needed in the past to be able to do this we don't need the dots on the face anymore it's it's pretty trippy yeah. you know so I mean props to her and props to them to even like really hone that technology down and get the results that they did yeah you know because that shit i mean it changed video games you know like that game definitely like really changed video games as far as um what people expected from um you know an rpg yeah exactly i mean at the time the first game was released they were really fucking around with like motion capture you know there's very few games Mm -hmm. that do that now every game's like that yeah you know and i yeah i mean like it's crazy like she's they really use like the motion capture just capture the motions and just you know making it seem like a real movie okay so going off that because i mean you're you're done right i'm gonna transition uh go ahead and segue all right so i mean going on with that like the motion capturing stuff like naughty dog they were really the pioneers of that and one of the one of the games that they pioneered with i mentioned earlier is uncharted so uncharted you know if you've ever played uncharted it's basically like a badass indiana jones kind of adventure game and one of the characters that stood out to me that is actually my first one choice of um the evening for top video game characters is going to be chloe frazier from the Lost Legacy, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So this was a spin-off game that they took from Uncharted. So um, let me give a little background first. So Chloe Frazier was actually in Uncharted 2. She yeah. was introduced and she was kind of like a love interest for Nathan Drake. And she was also like your companion, like your badass. You know that, you know, when you go out and do adventures, she would be like the one throwing you the rope and stuff like that. So they use this side character and eventually developed a game completely where she is the one that is the uh, the main character. Yeah. And I played this game 
I know my boy Ian played this game, and uh, we we both loved it. We both it was a shorter game. I'm not gonna lie, it was a shorter game, but um, the graphics and the area that you're in, and um, the you're basically in that game. You're looking for the the tusk of a certain Indian god. Yeah, it was like an elephant deity yeah. of some kind. Yeah, I remember I play. I also played that game too. And yeah, I was very surprised how short it was, but it really brought her like her character forward, you know. Yeah, and it just showed how much of a badass she was because her father was actually um, a history teacher, something like that, and a treasure hunter. She's a treasure hunter, so that's kind of why you know they chose that she would be a good character to have as the main character for this one and if you haven't played lost legacy check that shit out it's a cool it's a cool game i mean she's this is the difference is like i know a lot of people probably expected us to talk about laura croft right (laughs) she was one of the og you know female that everybody knows video game characters but i i don't really feel like they they really developed until later on when they started coming out with tomb raider they didn't really develop her story too much and that's why i like games like these ones that naughty dog are producing because they're really giving that human aspect it's not just a game anymore it's like a whole story that you're um diving into it's a whole adventure you know so i think um making you invest kind of time into getting to know the character makes for an overall better video game experience from beginning to end playing this game and um dude she's i mean you play as her she's badass she has she knows how to use guns she knows how to take down people um she knows history on top of that she's a go-getter she's kind of the person that um nathan called upon when he needed help you know and was also kind of the person to be like all right well i still need my cut too don't worry like motherfucker (laughs) so she that's what i really respected about her she she was able to play with the boys and fucking get her way and and also make money through their adventures and the stuff that she did because she you know she put them all in check at one point um the other person that teams up with her is also from another uncharted series so it's basically two females yeah yeah and she's she works with the like a mercenary group she's the leader of the mercenary group and ends up teaming up with chloe on the mission and you guys are basically just two chicks fucking badass going out and it's a buddy it's a buddy adventure it's a buddy adventure and it's two chicks you know what i'm saying so it's it made it that much more interesting because you don't really see that we've gotten that in uncharted you know with nathan and his brother nathan and um the older dude vince and um all that stuff and it was really it was a, it was really cool to see Naughty Dog produce something kind of in the aspect of Chloe and these side characters that you really don't know too much about but they end up becoming like really cool friends and stuff like that like by the end of it and they fucking kick kick ass you yeah. know and just to put a cherry on top they <laughs> um his brother cameos in the in this game too yeah his brother That's cameos like, so he i think you do a couple missions with him too right yeah there's a majority like probably like halfway in the game he just shows up and he's just like oh that's funny because now you're bringing like two characters from like the last game to brought into this you know because you're kind of wondering what happened to chloe after like the yeah, the fourth one, because it's like, wait, that's the end? What, what happened to Chloe? And then they give you that extra, and they're like, oh, okay, I'm good. But, yeah, so, I mean, and, and the cool thing about 
her character is she like in when you first meet Chloe, she you could tell her skin is a little darker, you know, but um in The Lost Legacy, they really brought out features of her that made her look of Indian descent, descent you know, yeah. which was really cool because how many first of all, how many females characters do you do you get that you get to play as in a full video game? Second of all, how many of those female video game characters are of Indian descent? So that kind of right there blew me away because now it's more about um, her her culture, you yeah. know, and the Indian culture that they brought into this game, which I, I mean, I don't know anything about that. But when I started playing this game, I was introduced to, you know, all these different ideas and the gods and and like stuff from their point of view and the history of India and the cool shit that you see and the puzzles that you have to accomplish in that is just it. First of all, all the graphics in that shit are fucking amazing. Yeah, it looks that video game looks great and it looks better than Uncharted 2 hands down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, to be fair, Uncharted 2 is a much older game. <laughs> yeah, it's much older. Yeah. You know, but I mean, uh, they, they took that. They took those graphics to the next level and were able to bring culture into it, which I really appreciated because I, I'm a man of d- the world. You know what I'm saying? I like to learn different things about different He's cultures and things like that. And that's what <laughs> I like. That's what I like to see. If I'm going to invest my time in a video game, I want to learn something too. You know? So that was really cool that they that they brought that culture in there and they brought, you know, the tusk of Ganesh, I think it was, that you have to find. And, you know, one of my favorite things about Uncharted is when you go into new levels, you know, it'll make you go off the side of a cliff or something like that and finally when you climb up there's yeah. that whole scene of just like oh wow like this is the whole level is like this giant fucking ring it's forest. like really fast just like the the way the statues just like are presented right there like, and and you see it's, that <laughs> it's crazy because i remember this one part like you see over you're overlooking this whole area and there's a giant statue of ganesh and at one point you have to actually jump on top of the statue to get inside of its mouth or something like that which is where like the cave is and shit yeah and dude i was like i never thought when i looked over that whole area that i was gonna be climbing on top of the like tusks and stuff like yeah. that but you end up using like that prop or that that piece of art that they put in there is actually used as part of the level you know so i, th- I thought that was super sick how they did that and the way they laid out the map and stuff like that the angles that you're able to go to it doesn't really tell you where to go that's the whole point about uncharted but it kind of leads you in the directions yeah there was some parts you know you. that's the whole thing about <laughs> uncharted too is it they, there's this aspect of you got to figure out how to do it yourself the game doesn't really point you in a direction and i remember talking when i was playing uncharted 2 with my buddy um like back when it came out my buddy louis shout out um we were like dude we were playing Uncharted, we were trying to get through the game, and he's like, dude, you know, one thing I learned about that game, when you get stuck, when in doubt, look up. Because <laughs> you, know? you have to look up. You have to look yeah, at everything Yeah, because you have to climb. Around. You have to climb and shit you like that. So. I mean, in that game, it was the same concept. You like, there was parts where I was stuck. Like, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck do I do right now?" Yeah, and I, then I, I look up. All of a sudden, I could, you know, throw my rope. I, yeah, there. I got certain situations where it's just like, "Oh, or well, I don't know where to go." And you're thinking like you're supposed to go 
into that direction but to go to that direction you have to go into a completely different one and you have to climb up and when you look up you're just like oh there's a whole set of rocks i could climb up to yeah it's like no no brainer no brainer all right we'll just go like you just have to look around and then just make your way around that uh, track really And yeah, it's cool that uh, she got her own game, you know, like because we've been playing Nathan Drake for like four games in, and it was a fresh breath, breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air on that one. Um, so let's see, I got a little thing on um, fandom about Chloe Fraser here, and biographical information, membership. Nadine Ross. Nadine Ross is the one that ended up uh, you play with in Lost Legacy. Yeah. And so she's also unique because she's also like you know african-american but she has a scottish accent <laughs> so this one's interesting because they actually did motion capture was um Cla- voiced by claudia black and then the motion capture was claudia black and michelle lee so they used two body doubles okay. for her oh okay so maybe they had Michelle, Michelle Lee, Lee do, as like her actual face. Well, it says uh, motion capture Claudia Black after the first one. And then the second one, The Lost Legacy, is Michelle Lee. It does the motion capture. Oh, so okay. that's what's cool about motion capture, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be the person that's doing the voice right. to, to do the um, motion cap. Yeah. Um, as an also... Indian Australian treasure hunter and thief for hire... She's a skilled professional whose reputation often makes her highly demanded in the criminal underworld. She was also an associate, a major ally, and former love interest to fellow treasure hunter Nathan Drake. And has also worked with other people such as Harry Flynn, Charlie Cutter, Nadine Ross, and Samuel Drake. Chloe is a reoccurring character in Uncharted series. She was introduced in Uncharted 2 um, among thieves, serving as a central character and secondary love interest to Nathan Drake because, that, you know, he he was, that was that one chick that he was doing the documentary with. Yeah. The that white was the girl. First one. So, yeah. yeah, and then I was like, Nadine's way hotter. Like, what you, or, I mean, uh, <laughs> I do um, agree, Nadine is way hotter. <laughs> well, uh, Chloe, Chloe, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. And she also came out, she's mentioned in Uncharted 4 before the lost legacy came out uncharted 4 thief's end was the last one that they did yeah so this game came out lost legacy came out after uncharted yeah 4. so it was a bonus just to see where she was at and she will line. also appear in uncharted film the movie the movie oh. they're making an uncharted movie and guess who got cast Ooh. right wait what guess who got cast as nathan drake it's not mark Wahlberg. no it's Spider-Man. That's weird. The kid that plays Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> As a young version of him? Or just like him? <sighs> Why? They, he looks nothing Look, like Nathan Drake. Video game movies will never make it because they do stupid-ass choices like that. <sighs> I'm not going to see it. <laughs> In Among Thieves and Drake's Deception, Chloe is voiced by motion capture by Claudia Black, who has also recorded lines for characters in multiplayer mode of a Thief's End in Last Legacy. Claudia reprises oh, yeah, her role as Chloe that. while Michelle Lee provided motion capture for the character. Yeah. So, yeah, she's... oh, there's an Uncharted comic? No. Yeah, there's an Uncharted there's an Uncharted <laughs> comic, I guess. And there's comics and everything. Yeah. Basically. Look at that. Huh. Wow, it just goes into deep, 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 deep lore yeah. here. Um, 
Yeah. She's a badass. She's one of my favorite characters, I think, in action video games in in total because, you know, she like like you read, she's a thief. She's uh, a treasure hunter. She's a badass. Right. And just to my final thoughts on that, you yeah. know? And she's sort of a double agent. Yeah. Times. <laughs> Cheers. That's our first round of... Top Cheers to craft. Those of you that are watching, cheers to you, my friends. We got a lot more interesting things coming up this month. And next week, we're going to talk about some music. We're going to talk about female solo artists. So, continuing the Women's Month. Women's Month. Um, you can't make it for that one. Well, I'm going to I'm going to be in Mexico, so I might be able to do it remotely. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um I don't want to cram it, but I, I definitely want to talk about some music. That would be fun. Okay. We'll figure out a way how to do this. Yeah. So, um even though it's going to be how three are you, hours. How are you feeling ahead. on the beer right now? Uh pretty good. It's um still citrusy. I still don't taste orange. It's I mean citrus is orange, man. Well, <laughs> Not just orange exclusively, like tropical. Like I get, yeah. you know, I'm getting on a range of different um, fruits as opposed to just only exclusively. Are you, orange. Do you feel drunk off this? A little bit. Yeah, I don't really feel. It, it's not really a punchy, hazy. You know, yeah. most hazies that we've done are like eight percenters. Yeah, they're like a little bit stronger. At you least know? seven. That'll be probably the yeah, but, it's, but now I it's mean, like six point five. You can tell. Check out that color right there. It's like super. Look at. You can see. Look at that. You know. It looks like orange juice. It looks like OJ. <laughs> Damn, so many beers look like OJ. Yeah, dude, I mean, it, it really, it was a trend that probably took off maybe two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, especially hazies. Of the hazies, yeah. and they haven't stopped. They People haven't. love fucking hazies, and I fucking love hazies. I know Hazies I are one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I think after everyone tried every single IPA there was. <laughs> they were just like, we need a different type of We need to do something else IPA. with these IPAs. And it's like, bro, you see an IPA that's like thick like this this one's actually not as thick as you would think though you know it's not that it's not super super crazy you know it's like it's just right <laughs> it's just right it's just right people okay let's move on to the second second pick round where your top two female all right video game characters yeah so my second one um She's not considered to be like a playable character, but I wish they they would eventually in the future, because this is still an ongoing like franchise made by Rockstar. And again, the, it's also a realized character that you know you see in the background, and then eventually she becomes a more prominent character as you go along in a campaign. And the character I'm talking about is in Red Dead Redemption 2. And this little lady's name, Sadie. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this right now. Like, Rockstar, 
if you do not fucking make her a playable character in the third one, I'll blow your fucking office up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can't. Well, do they that. got about a couple more. But so. it's, I mean, she's a fan favorite, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, they're not gonna pass up the opportunity to, you know, have her as a playing character, like whatever, like, uh, storyline that might be. And just like in the beginning, like, she, you sort of like uh, rescue her. You know, and she's sort of like the, uh, I don't want to say dance in distress, but she's basically, she's basically saved by like the group of uh, outlaws, like out mm-hmm. in the snow and stuff, you know. And to be honest, like the first time I played it, I was so amazed by the graphics that I was like, oh wait, that's the lady you saved from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, like halfway playing, I was just like, oh wait, I totally forgot. That's the lady. That we saved in the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah. We yeah did she take was her, her husband. And it's crazy, the transition of her, right? Like yeah. Because trans- first, she's like the damsel in distress, right? Kind of. And then after, <laughs> well, I mean, like, she didn't, she was kind of fussy. She was she was willing to put up a fight. But yeah. after losing her husband, she was just like, went full on fucking badass thief mode. Almost, you know? Yeah, she just uh, fucking took names and chewed bubblegum all day. <laughs> and No shit's given with her. Yeah, she's she's a force to be reckoned with. She, she wore pants, right? Didn't she wear pants at one point? What do you mean pants? Like, I mean, her, like her costume. And in, yeah. that, in that time, it was girls didn't wear pants. Um... I guess not, so. Yeah, not really, bro. Not really. Like, dude, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So, like, she was, like, kind of that gung-ho chick fucking <laughs> will, willing to, you know, blow some heads up. Yeah, you know? she really went really wild. And honestly, if you were to play this game, and then, you know, you would think, like, so this is the character you save in the beginning. And at the end of the game, she's, like, your ally, you know, because eventually you played as John uh, Marston. <laughs> And you're kind of like, oh, fuck, where did she come from? Like, it was just like... Love doing that. And honestly, like, again, she goes to an arc, and she loses her husband, and, you know, she has to, like, um, do a bunch of decisions that are just, like, pretty radical and stuff, you know? And she's always caring for the group, you know? Like, she lost the one thing she loved, and she lost the whole life, the, her lifestyle, yeah. And it was taken away and now she's like with these outlaws and then now she has to put herself into this world or into this group, you know. And not only does she put herself into this group, she is one of the more prominent members at the end of it. By I the feel. end of it, like you do not see this happening and you're just like, oh, fuck. And you see that transformation like throughout, throughout the whole game, you know. I think that's what's the, the coolest thing about video games is they really help you get, like get to know. I mean, now they, you really get to know the characters, mm-hmm. which is sick because, yeah. I mean, during movies and stuff like that, you only get to learn. So you get about an hour, two hours to really get to know a character, whatever. Yeah. And then hopefully they come out with a sequel. You get another two hours of them. No in this video game you're playing a character for more than 18 hours 20 yeah. hours you know and what it's I'm just saying? it really depends on the player if they want to interact with them and you know every time I like replay the game I try to be more interactive with like the characters because around the camp you, you're tasked to do different things for right. them you so know? I mean oh, man there was I'm thinking about ones that missions you do with Sadie I could think about the first one 
the first one they basically kind of see like her you know her um uh her characteristic which is like you know she's uh she's very feisty and just very like you know um very forward about things and she basically disagrees with like the um the gang cook and she's like i don't want to do like like all this work and stuff you know and i want to like put in work or or someone between the lines she wants to like not have that work or you know you she wants to share the work equally like how she did with her husband i think she kind of talked about that briefly and oh no no i remember the conversation like oh you were only used to doing this and this in the house but like no me and my husband split the work there you go that's what she said yeah that's what she says yeah thank you and yeah she basically they have to go to town and you know you're playing as arthur and you she have to go because she they were t- asking her to stay at the camp they, and, they were asking her stuff. to do like get stuff do a couple errands for them and then Pearson actually like um, gives her a letter f- for someone like he likes or something and then she like <laughs> she reads the letter without his his consent on the way like going into the mailbox oh yeah that's so funny and then she's like reading it it's like dear so and so oh he is so boring <laughs> <laughs> and they read something is like oh I am making myself forward with the ladies or very popular with the ladies and then they both start laughing <laughs> what and he's all like a, he's like a fat um, some if fat dude with like, dead, he's like the camp the camp cook like and he has like a balling spot and then he has like a little top hat to cover it <laughs> He's and, fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he's... I think there's a little bit of background story with him where he was like... Um, he was like a Navy man. And then I said, weren't you just a Navy man for like six months? And then I was like, I learned a lot between the six months or something. <laughs> That's all you need. And yeah, like... Uh, uh, that was one of the first missions she does. And then on the way back, you get... Um, you encounter like a, like a local gang around there. And then they're just like um, fucking with you, and you know it's not, something's gonna happen. And she just gets ready, and then she's just like, "Oh, forget this!" And then she starts shooting, and then Arthur's just like, "Oh, Miss Adler!" And then he's all like, "Get covered, get covered, Arthur, or something." <laughs> and then you like, go, you got to like cover yourself, and then you have to better like, get your ass and <laughs> <in> cover. <laughs> And, you know, they, they, you just start shooting away. And then she's like, oh, crazy and stuff. And I remember at one point, I think... Um, I think it's, like, one of those transitional, like, cinematic scenes where, like, he's, like, talking, like, in... And not in a monologue, but just, like, his inner thoughts. And then he's saying, like, oh, that Miss Adler, I will not mess with her on her bad side. I, I do would, not I want to get on, like her, to bad be on her bad side. Yeah. yeah. And then it's all like, and he kind of recognizes, like, yeah, she's sort of like, she's kind of scary. <laughs> she's yeah. kind of a psychopath. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, dude, that's a good choice. Uh, uh, yeah. Playing that game, I mean, like, she's definitely, like you said, one of the characters. I, I always loved the interactions you would have with her yeah. because she would always say some funny shit. <laughs> or, don't, or do some fucking badass shit yeah like there's this little uh, animation going on where um where basically the whole camp gets attacked and then you go in the back 
trying to get Miss Adler, and they're like, Miss Adler is not here. Get her, Arthur. And then he, you go towards the back, and then you see her like um, uh, getting attacked by these two guys, and then you're just like about to shoot him, or you can't really interact with that animation because it's just going on itself. And basically, like she ta- she stabs one guy, and then he just like backs away, and he's about to shoot her, but then he misses because like of the the fucking shock that just went through him you know like of him getting stabbed and then while she's like stabbing the other guy and then Arthur's just like Miss Adler (laughs) and basically you just like you kind of see like her progressing as like a you know more of a killer and stuff and there's that one missing where she's just like uh they're about to kill the the gang leader of the gang that um, killed her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything's going smooth. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the two guys that are like, okay, we're going to break them free. As soon as he, you know, our main guy from the back um, just shoots the rope. Like, we'll just get him and then we'll be on the way. But no, Arthur actually gets a sniper. And then the two guys are being held up by Sadie and, like, um, uh, main dude, Dutch. Yeah. And then... She just like has a moment right there. She's like, "I'm gonna see him die." And after he dies, you could just let him go and just run off. But no, she fucking shoots both of them. <laughs> she like no, she slashes the throat of one of them and then shoots the other guy in the head. And then Dutch is just watching because he just allowed that. Because you know, like if you're under like uh, a, a guy like Dutch that was just like he's going psychotic at this point of the game and he also has like a weird um, philosophical mind going into it and (laughs) when you're under control of that it was like he let go in the co-leader status yes and when you like allow that he's not like even surprised by that because he's all like this is the type of woman I need in my group and that's why he allows it to be one of the guys like even when like at the one of the final missions, she's basically, like, a part of the group now. Because, you know, it's a bunch of guys just, like, riding off to, like, rescue whoever. Yeah. And then now she's joined... She's part of that group at the end of the game. She's, like, part of the dirty gangsters. Yeah, she's part of the dirty dozens, if you will. And I think there are dozens. But, you know, eventually she's... Um, she may be psychotic, but she's still one of the good ones, you know. Because she sees it as, you know... They rescued me, basically, but um, you, she still has her own morals, you know, and she doesn't kill like anyone randomly. She just kills yeah. the people that, you know, fucked took her, her. Yeah, that fucked with her and stuff. And then after that uh, first part of that game, going into that epilogue, she's like a bounty hunter and stuff. Yeah. I mean, t- dude, that shit is that shit is tight. She is a yeah. bounty hunter because you end up doing a mission with her, her and John Marston, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So she, she eventually, so she goes from a whole. You during this whole game, you see the transition of her babe in the woods, splitting the work with her man, being a good wife. Husband gets killed, thrown into trauma picked up by a gang learns the ways of the gang says fuck you to the other members of the gang <laughs> starts being a bounty hunter somebody Sadie go get me a coffee go get your own coffee Bill <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. Oh my god, she just has so much sass. And honestly, I don't. I hopefully they'll have it for Red Dead Redemption Three. I don't yeah. know where she's gonna be at because there's hints where at the end of the game, well, parts of the end of the game where she says she wants to go to like South America or something like, oh, take up, um, protect, be like basically like the the muscle for some mine company or you know take a mining up, company in South and, America. Yeah, and then taking up for uh, maybe joining the revolutionary. <laughs> Or hooking it up with Yo, like a revolutionary okay, out there. Okay, hold on. Let's let's back up because I think that shit would be sick if they did that. Because remember that whole part where you go to the island? Yeah, that's what everyone's speculating. It's like you know we did went to that island, so you know it's a, it might be possible if you know they will take it up to like um, South America, Dude. you know the Western South America. <laughs> Dude, that would be sick as fuck to to play like that in that area. Yeah. And the animals you would see and stuff like that. Oh, God, the animals. Yeah, bro. The animals is a huge part of Red Dead, you know? Yeah. And just imagine in South America. Yeah. You get to find pythons, hippos. um. Fucking A. You would have to, like... Giant-ass spiders. (laughs) Giant-ass spiders. Fucking hippos. Love hippos. Los hippos. So, I mean, kind of going with that, of this character kind of reminds me of another character from a video game. It's not the character that I'm choosing, but it's the character that I'm going to talk about next is in this video game called Overwatch. I don't know if you've played it. I don't think you've played it. I know a lot of people out there have played it because it's this is fucking a worldwide phenomenon and before Corona these motherfuckers just built a brand new stadium and they were going to start doing like BlizzCon and everything there and even doing like tournaments and stuff there. They literally built their own their own stadium for it. Holy shit. Yeah. So um, they started with uh, the Overwatch team but that's that's aside the point. She reminds me of this character from Overwatch called called Ash. Ash and Ash is like her special is her crony her her muscle if you will of a giant cyborg robot <laughs> like a giant robot that just like can pummel anything oh that he can so he just like comes in and just all, I'll show you the 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 cuz she's introduced in one of the stories that they do the little shorts the short films that yeah. they do it looks sick but anyways the character that I want to talk about today from Overwatch is my favorite. She's my main, okay? And when you talk Overwatch, you know when someone says they're main, that that's that's who they have the most hours logged in with. Yeah. For sure. So this character is named Farah. And Farah is a badass as well. So I actually pulled up her story from the overwatch site because you know there's lore here there's a whole deal of information so i'll read some of it just so you guys can see kind of what what she's about what i can tell you from the forefront her weapon is basically a rocket gun so she has a six shooter but it shoots rockets and she is one of the very few characters in that game that can fly So she has boosters on her pack, on her jet pack. There, maybe we could pull up a picture of her on. um, Yeah. On Google, might as well, right? Oh, there you go. So, um, so let's do a little story here of Farah. So real name, 
Farah Amari, age 32, occupation security chief. Is it chief. Farah with an H? Uh, it's fa- it's F A R E E H A, but I always spell it P H A R A. I mean, like yeah, that. Fair, yeah. Yeah, H. Yeah, it's yeah, just P-H. an H after. Okay. And then um, look up. Oh, yeah, that's her. That's how everyone spells it. Everyone spells it with P H A R A H because that's how it's spelled in the game. And it's on here. Her real name is F A R E E H A. I don't know. We're getting into technicals here. We're going into technicals um, right now. I will protect the innocent. Affiliation Helix Security International. So she's a security chief. She is a badass. She is fucking. Um, my favorite character and she flies as you can see in the pictures right there like she has a little booster pack and she is fucking she can go around and just bust on people she only has about 250 life which is a smaller amount of life compared to other players in the game yeah so if you get shot you get sniped you're done you know so you have to maneuver around a lot um so she's a security chief which means like okay so overwatch if you don't know is this game where it takes place in the future and um robots ai has basically started a battle with humanity over you know earth and stuff like that and overwatch comes into play they're against the ai movement and they're basically put into place to protect the world from being taken over by computers and shit so we're fighting computers and it's people all over the world that come together she's she's part of uh uh she's going against skynet okay so check this i mean based some shit like that so pharaoh mari's commitment to duty runs in her blood she comes from a long line of highly decorated soldiers and bums and burns with the desire to serve with honor as a child pharaoh dreamed of following in her mother's footsteps which is anna she's another playable character in overwatch um and joining the global peacekeeping force overwatch so her her mom was an original member of Overwatch. She's one of the healers that you play as. And she sees all of these badass people and all of these like um, soldiers and stuff like that. And she wants to be one of them as a kid. So she's been wanting to join Overwatch. Yeah. So finally, um, you know, she's older now. She's a security chief. She's enlisted in the Egyptian army and her dogged persistence and tactical proudness caused her to rise up through her officer ranks. She was a courageous leader and earned the loyalty of all who served under her with her ex exemplary record pharaoh was well placed to join the ranks of overwatch but before she had that opportunity overwatch was disbanded right so overwatch is disbanded she's still a security chief but she always wanted to be part of overwatch while at the beginning of overwatch you see a video with um one of the tank characters big gorilla you you'll probably see him if you know what i'm talking about and he's basically is recalling Overwatch together, and now she's yeah a force. So after leaving the army with a commendation for distinguishing service, she was offered employment with Helix Security International, a private security firm contracted to defend artificial intelligence research facility between the Giza Plateau. So she's her home base is Egypt. You know, yeah, I could. Kind of yeah. tell with the body paint. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the top secret facility was touted as vital to the safety, not of the region, but country.
countries across the globe. Farrah gladly accepted choice assignment and received training in the Raptora Mark Six, and that's that's her an experimental combat suit designed for rapid mobility and devastating firepower. So she's one of the first to basically get this suit that she has Holy under shit. the call sign Farah. She works to safeguard the AI installation. Though she mourns Overwatch's passing, she still dreams of fighting the good fight and making a difference on a global scale. So Overwatch 2 is when Overwatch is now back together. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, from she was one of the original characters from the beginning, bro. Yeah. Like, I wanted to play as... Um, What's his name? I'm. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. His the. Who is the gorilla from Overwatch? Winston. I. It came to me right before Google Winston. said it. Winston. So. Um, I like when the game first came out. I was like Winston. That's gonna be my character. You know, fucking. Yeah. He's he's badass. You know. And badass, hey. and then but the, but then I started playing as him and like his playing style is really like he's a big guy. You know, so he's really like slow. He he has a um, his cannon. You have to be close range to people to actually hurt them. So you just go and it's like a it's a Tesla cannon. Yeah. So like you electrocute people. So he would electrocute AIs and stuff. (laughs) And then his other his other thing is he could put like a giant globing shield. Okay. I was like, this uh, I don't I don't really like this. So I started trying other characters, and I came across Farah. And as soon as I started playing as Farah, bro, I started killing the fuck out of people. (laughs) I started murdering people, bro. Like all the time, people would get mad, bro. Like I I've gotten like thirty two kill like thirty two kill streaks like before and stuff like that. Yeah. I I know that I know for a fact, dude. I've I've played as Farah since the game came out and she's still one of my top characters of the game um i would imagine so yeah so i mean it's just it's she's one of my favorite characters she's badass she has rockets she's flying around um she's taking people out she's taking snipers out um and if you see they actually have a comic an overwatch comic featuring Farah and featuring the security chief and them going um, to work and and them fighting against like AI shit and everyone else has these suits and she's like the security chief officer so she's in charge of the group that all have these suits yeah so they're like flying around in the comic and like doing crazy Holy shit so shit. i don't know if, you, if if any of you know or want to look into that shit that's up there for you to look at because blizzard just has fucking lore up to yin yang of all these characters yeah um so i mean that kind of wraps up you know farah i mean she's she was just a little kid that grew up admiring heroes and became one herself yeah that's how it works you just are the hero you are meant to be and she stands up for justice for justice justice I think all of us stand for justice most of the characters if you will and yeah that was a very interesting uh, selection of female characters I mean yeah I mean, there's other ones. Like, do you have any, like, Okay, yes. Mentions? Okay, so I wanted to do honorable mentions. And I wanted to talk about one of the oldest female characters. Oh, jeez. Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
No shit, dude. Okay, so before, um, they were going to title it... They started coming out with the modification kit for Pac-Man. Yeah. This is how it came to be. And then they titled it Crazy Auto. And they had beef with Atari over the the legal name and stuff like that because um, GCC weird that we're also GCC General Computer Corporation Midway so they had an affliction with um, they were forced to present the project to Midway with it so because of legal action shit so they go ahead and they they show them what they want to do and multiple names were considered for the game including Super Pac-Man Miss mm-hmm. Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man before the final name was chosen to be easier to pronounce. And I'll pronounce you Mrs. and Miss. Yeah, <laughs> while development started with without Namco's blessing, <laughs> Namco president Mayasuya Nakamura was brought in and provided feedback on the player's character's design. The company ultimately collected same royalties on each cabinet as they had with Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man was acclaimed by critics for its improvements to the original gameplay and for having a female protagonist. Critics have described it as superior to Pac-Man. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, I, I believe that. I can believe that. It has been listed among the greatest video games of all time and as one of the most successful American arcade games ever made. Right? So the game's success inspired a variety of merchandise. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Basically spawning the Miss Pac-Man series. So now, you know, there's Miss Pac-Man. There's Miss Pac-Man. And it's true. They were one of the first games to have a female protagonist. Let's look up female protagonist video game characters very first. I probably should have worded that differently. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it added all of that. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's Google it. Let's Google I was, it. I was going to say, like... Because I thought you were going to be, like, all in general. I mean, I could name a couple honorable mentions. But well, I mean, let's, yeah. let's look at the very first one. It's like... First female... So, first female video game protagonist hero okay uh, whatever whatever <laughs> i mean cuz i mean before that it was peach right and oh. peach is a oh shit it's samus aran samus that's actually from my Metroid. holy shit that's actually right. one of my uh mentions okay one of oh, my yeah. mentions so i'm going to crack i looked into this yeah i looked into this character and you know if, if you were like a guy that was playing this game, like the first game, uh, Metroid on the NES, and then you know towards the end you find out she's a she's a chick, and you're just like, thinking like, oh, I thought it was a guy under that suit, you know? And it came to a complete surprise that people were like tripping out on that, like it was actually a woman that was under that suit, and you know. It's basically her having her space of dentures. She just, um, if, for the rest of you that haven't played Metroid, it's just basically, it's a sci-fi game. It's hard as fuck. It's a sci-fi game that... Oh my um, God, look at that. That <laughs> phone went too hard. Yeah. It's, a, it's very carbonated, this Yeah, beer. it really is. 
Because as soon as you try to pour it, like, slowly... Maybe that's just... why it's radioactive. Because <laughs> it think, just blew up on me. I, th- I think that's what they meant. <laughs> Maybe. And... What was I? Yeah, and, you know, along the ways, they just develop them even more. And, um... Uh, they've they also come up with a game that basically went into her origins and you know she, she's basically having like a voiceover throughout the whole game and it wasn't actually that great cause she just keeps she kinda seems like you know that's not the Samus that we know like that's not how we portrayed her or how we wanted to like think about her you know cause she seemed she seemed a little too sensitive and just very dependent on people and then just like very inner dialogue and it's just like mm, what <laughs> but there's comics out there that you know explain her origins and stuff because her both her parents got killed um by space pirates and they're basically her main enemy throughout the whole like franchise and stuff and her main no i think it was her main nemesis is um riley or ridley I am forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Really? So Riley's basic. I think it's Riley. Here we go. I think it's Riley. Yeah, it is Riley. <laughs> so basically, Riley's like a dragon, and every time you try to defeat it, it comes back even more, like with more modification. And I don't even know how to spell this. <laughs> And it keeps coming back and stuff. So it's like your main nemesis throughout like this whole games. And I mean, Ridley. Ridley. So basically, really, like in some sense, like based on people like just analyzing, like you know, he looks why like is it why is white dragon? Yeah. Well, it looks like dark eyes. <laughs> yeah. Red dragon. <laughs> and um, basically, he keeps coming back, and I think he's the one that killed her parents. So he's a threat that's like going around like the around that galaxy and she has to like, you know, uh, be the one to like destroy it, you know. And she's she's actually a bounty hunter. She's a space bounty hunter. Going around doing her missions and then, you know, um encountering Riley, whatever like form or <laughs> evolution he's at, cause he comes back with like robotic arms or like different modifications and and you she know, kicks its and ass. And she kicks its ass every time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, if you're really looking into it, like, uh, Riley's, like, he's, like, an allegory for, like, trauma. Because, like, all her life she dealt with trauma. And apparently he's a high-ranking space pirate. Oh, jeez. What? I don't know how that works. I'm, like, reading it from right there. Space pirates look like that? No, space pirates do not look like that. Maybe they do, man. No, they don't. Have you ever seen one? Obviously. Yeah, because I play the games. Ridley. Ridley Schmidley. Ridley Schmidley Stilly. That's what they look like. Whoa. They look like little bugs. They're like humanoid bugs. They look like, um, <laughs> he looked like that one assassin from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> What's his name? Dude, Samus. Fucking good one, dude. We're calling, yeah. him, we're calling him all out now. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Uh, Zelda. Zelda. Cheek. Yeah, I mean, she gets caught like Peach. 
Peach is another good one. I mean, obviously. I mean, okay. Super cute scene. I think Daisy would probably be a more proactive character too. Uh, Daisy's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's well. I mean, you didn't say the same about the other ones, so you know, there's there must be reasons for this. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like her. I don't like her hair. We always we always like. play Mario Kart and then we always have like a um we have her like in the background and we always like fuck her with her, fuck around with her but that's just me and my friends I don't know or we play Mario Party we just make her one of them and we just want like whenever she wins we're just like so mad at her and just like she's a fucking bitch mother <laughs> and one of us is actually playing Peach so it's just like you know <laughs> we're all ganging up on her <laughs> terrible well, is it? <laughs> um, mean Girls. Mean Girls. Um, one of the better, I think, video game characters. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to say. It's right there. Oh, wait. It's there. <laughs> it's there. It's there. It's there on the side. It's right there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so. Badass character. Um. I would say one of the one of the more sellable, and this is also from Overwatch, mm-hmm. and I would say they made a probably a shitload of money off of making merchandise stuff was Diva from yeah. Overwatch. Um, like even if she's I- she's very interesting because like if you think about it, she's like the official re- representation of like the e girl culture yes dude okay that's roxy that's roxy's main yeah you know of so course. <laughs> um she she in herself is a video game that's what she does she yeah. plays video games and she gets sponsors and she gets sponsors that, and then yeah. check this out but then um the korean army created a mech suit that they were like okay we need someone to pilot this we need someone with fast reflexes yeah so who did they go to for controls a gamer diva <laughs> so they go with diva and they pick up her little crew and they all have their own mech suits mm-hmm. and she has a badass her um short film they did a diva short film and dude oh my god dude that one almost i almost shed a tear bro <laughs> it was so beautiful like the animation is so fucking amazing it's action-packed it's short it's sweet but it's it's funny you know it's everything you know and i mean shout out to rox because i know she's that's her main right there you know so i gotta give her a little shout also her homie brian that's his main too he plays as diva oh geez and uh but dude diva and she it She's cool because she's the only character that's a tank that once they lose their first amount of life, she pops out. She's able to pop out of her mech suit and now she has her pistol in her hand. And now she's shooting people with her pistol. Mm -hmm. So you could literally, and then if you shoot enough people, you get your XP back. So your special is not your special anymore. When when you're in the mech suit, your special is the destruct. It's basically like a giant bomb. You can send your mech suit and then she jumps out of the mech suit and her mech suits, it blows up. And then she could call a new one. Uh, some ways, after. some ways, it's kind of similar to uh, Samus. Mm-hmm. She's like the e girl Samus, <laughs> but her mech suit is like, it's, 
part of her identity almost like yeah. it's part of her who she is it's her like, skin all the different skins that they have her mech suit and her are always matching you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like if it's like there was one Very okay fashionable. Like, there's a cat there's a cat girl one so she's dressed as like a cat girl and her mech has cat ears yeah. and like cat whiskers and That's stuff cute. like that. So it's like, yeah, so it's very mar- it's a very marketable character, you know, especially mm-hmm. for girls that, you know, play video games, e-girls out there. We know you're out there on Twitch, you know, so pull up a glass and cheers with the craft. Don't fall on your ass. You just got to keep rhyming with it. Yeah, shout out to all the female gamers out there for reals because y'all y'all are showing up dudes you know in their own games so you know yeah even I've, if I've seen shit on. I, dude roxy kicks my ass in in call of duty she's way better than me i'm, I'm not afraid to say it because she plays a lot you know she's more focused (laughs) no she's not that's but when she gets on the game dude she's like she's like she goes hard you know and like i know a lot of girls out there play call of duty and talking shit is what like it's like an art form on that game you know of course you know so (laughs) so it's like the girls out there that are that are taking the shit when guys are telling you to go and make a sandwich you know just just beat them at their own game and then what 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 can they say then they suck you know so go make me a sandwich not until you get good at this <laughs> she's like you know what I will make myself a sandwich and eat you it as what? a victory sandwich. I'm gonna make myself a sandwich it'll be a trophy sandwich a trophy sandwich it'll be a winner sandwich a winner sandwich you don't get one you don't get one you lose it <laughs> you lose it Shit, this has been a fun one, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, should we plug in our stuff right now? Catch us on Instagram. Yeah. Golden Craft Cast. We're on Twitch now. You can catch us wherever you listen to a podcast. We're there. Um, you know, have a sip on this. Sip on this. We're doing sip on this. Let's do sip on this. Let's go sip on this real quick. Sip on. Oh, I like that laugh. <laughs> Way to break character. So, so sip we're on, on sip this. On this. Um, so we're on our segment where we recommend our one thing to reckon. Uh, one thing that's in uh, media, like any any recommendations on a movie, uh, music, film, uh, little tidbits or whatnot, Manny. <laughs> You got me? You're the one that wanted to talk about it. I'm just saying because this is um, mandatory, you know. Well, I mean, (laughs) the only thing I would want to talk about right now, honestly, is these new movies coming out. Fucking Kong's coming out. When does Kong come out? Kong comes out next week. Kong? comes out next week people. next thursday so if you listen to this podcast before next week well it'll be out this podcast will be out next week so watch kong we're probably going to do a podcast on well, it. it's not going to be this this week because uh, we're gonna this could be done in like a couple of days I'm can we about do a like podcast on kong yeah this 
Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah, let's do a uh, watch along. Let's do a little watch party. Can we do a watch party? Yeah, we'll stream it. Can we even stream that legally? Well, you can stream us, but you can't stream like a watch sound. party. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Yes. Um I don't like to hear people talk when I watch movies. I don't think that it's people- commentary. I mean, a lot of people like commentaries. So, I mean, if you watch the movie once, watch it again with our commentary. Um, turn that bitch up, and then you know, or you get to hear that, or. We can watch, all watch Godzilla vs. Kong and do like an episode about the whole movie. Like talking about like our favorite parts, top two scenes and stuff like that. I mean, we got other episodes to talk about, so it would have to. We do have a lot of episodes. Um, I mean, we're already planning an episode in between. Yes, and that one is going to be. We have, we're booked right now until basically May. Is that your sip on this? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> what's your <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what's new. You see what's new? Oh, jeez. Okay, so... Uh, I want to talk about my sip on this. And... I won't talk about a movie. It was called... Actually, I want to talk about a documentary that came out, and it's called Biggie Smalls. Oh, Biggie Smalls, uh, he's got a story to tell, or something like that. It's on Netflix. It's the Biggie, the notorious big documentary. Um, it's it's a really good documentary for it being like you know between less than two hours, I guess. And you really get to see, like, the scope of uh, the influence he grew up on, you know, because I, I learned a lot from this documentary. Like, I didn't know he was a, um, he was the son of a Jamaican immigrant. And, you know, when he was younger, he really liked going to Jamaica and just uh, having to listen to music out there, you know, with, like, reggae. And he really was influenced, like, by a lot of, like, songs uh, by a lot of uh, music genres and um, one of the things I remember the most is that people were tripping out because one time he said like you know I can't sleep without listening to country music and I'm just like what? (laughs) and you know he's one of the best artists that ever lived and he was a very unique force behind music and he really brought forward like a lot of the hip-hop culture you know not just like east coast and west coast but just like in general you know and he was only like i think it was like 23 when he passed away 24 and he was hella young and you know you could see the potential of like where his career was going you know and it was it was going really great he was at the peak when the day he like passed away and you know you really get into a look of like what type of person he was and um the influence that he impacted in like his community because you know when he died and he was they were going to like his old neighborhood like people weren't crying they were like cheering like it was like a celebration you know because he was a representation of like of his hometown of his uh, like his hood 
and you know like someone came out of that um making it big and he worked really hard about that shit and you know he has his trial and errors and then you know he's able to like express like that journey and then put him into a song you know and you know he's probably one of the biggest influence in hip-hop without doubt and if you like hip-hop just fucking watch that documentary i know you've seen it if you scroll around netflix you know make it a watch even if you're not like a hip-hop documentary even if you're not a hip-hop like um even if you don't like fuck around with it or like it just at least give it a try Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I watched a part of it with Moon, and they were talking about where hip-hop all started, right? They did, like, a little thing. Where where, where did hip-hop all start? Well, it started with Rapper's Delight. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. And I was like, ever since I learned that, and I... I was like, dude, I loved hip hop since I was little because I knew every fucking lyric to that song when I was like nine. <laughs> you know what it started at was Wedding Singer. <laughs> was when the little singer. old lady at the end of the at the oh end of the god. wedding she does, little, she <laughs> she does, does rappers do delight. Oh god, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So um, my sip yeah, on this. Would we we got to do Kong? We got to do something with Kong. But my sip on this. Um, would have to be this new thing that just came out in Photoshop. Okay, so this they're calling this a breakthrough in photo technology. And it's dope that I'm actually talking to you about this because I wanted to talk to you about this prior to the podcast, but this is perfect. So they created this new thing using AI called Super Resolution. So the resolution is super? No, check this out. So what it does is like, let's say you have an old school photo of, let's say that, right? Right. An old like black and white photo, an older photo, maybe a photo, even even a new photo, one that's like 420, like a a, a 4K, you know, Mm -hmm. photo. What it does is basically using AI... You can look this up on there's videos on it, but using AI, what it basically does is it uses a camera raw file. Excuse me, that was gonna come out at some point, and then um, they use a camera raw file. Well, that now you know about the beer. It's fucking <laughs> radioactive. It's radioactive. Um, so it uses AI to double the resolution on a picture. Layman's terms, it makes your photos look twice as clean right so it basically restores your photos into no 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 version. you're misinterpreting it what it does is it doubles the resolution of the photo so if you have a resolution a 1080p photo mm-hmm. hd right if you have that and you take you take it into photoshop and you use super resolution you're now at 2000 yeah so you're sharpening the you're sharpening pixels. the image even more, so it's more defined. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So this is brand new technology, and everyone's talking about this. Like, dude, this is gonna change photography forever. Major upscale. Forever, because that means that, like, exactly when you say restoring photos and stuff like that, that means that if you do 
work to restore it, but then you use super resolution, you're now getting HD photos or more high definition photos mm-hmm. of pictures mm-hmm. than you would get, you know. Um, what was that? Mm-hmm. Neighborhood alert coyote sighting. Okay. I don't need that. Um, yeah, they're they're technically considered var- like vermin. <laughs> yeah. So you can kill them legally. I found that out. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But check this out. Super resolution. Use it. Take a picture of a coyote. Double the resolution. It's blowing people's minds right now in the photo world, and it's available to you if you own Photoshop. Oh shit! Yeah, that's crazy. You hear it here. You heard it for here first. See, because we talk about technology here too. Don't forget that. Yeah. So, uh, like we were saying earlier, you can catch us on IG Golden Craftcast mm-hmm. on Twitch. On Twitch, we have our link tree. In link in our bio, you could get literally all of our content right there right um shout us out let us know what you want to hear on the next episode any suggestions for episodes um eventually when i get back from mexico we're going to do some different things with the stream um we're planning we got a tribute podcast for mr double k mike from people under the stairs in the works um some exciting things on that yeah and we already got our hands on the beer called humanity rock on i tried one last night bro i cannot wait till the podcast because that shit is delicious dog it's so good um so i'm really looking forward to that one we got that one in the works and um we will keep you posted on everything go ahead and check our ig that's mainly where you know sergio and i are releasing stuff all our content through there we also have a facebook page too you can check that out um shout out to our liquor stores you know our local craft brew stores uh shout out to el segundo brewery for this crazy crazy um radioactive beer radioactive beer acidic right yeah a little acidic but just very delicious very very delicious very delicious so, this is Sergio and Manny signing off. Golden Craft Cast. Keep it real. Keep it golden. And cheers to the craft. And cheers to the craft. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Woo! Woo! See you later. All right, stop. Stop. <laughs>